0: Find
1: a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSC.
1: I think I'm at have have actually created the Brick Academy based (laughs) off Torres. This guy is so crap. This guy is so shit. I need to create a shit house just to like (laughs) represent (laughs) him. So, yeah, man.
0: what's going on everybody this is the talking tactics podcast my name is daniel it's
1: your boy double h
0: we do this podcast every tuesday remember to follow us on social media on twitter at talking tactics instagram talking tactics facebook subscribe on youtube we're on youtube now so shout out to everybody that watches over there if you're on spotify give us a follow if you're on apple podcasts subscribe it's free i don't know why you aren't subscribed and we did get one review that I need to find. It's in is our. It, is it five group.
1: stars? Is it five stars?
0: It is definitely five stars. Good. It's It's in our WhatsApp group, so I need to go find it. Here we go. Always a fun listen from Anthony OA in in the UK. Look, look, look. This is real. Hey,
1: there you go. Thank Always you. a fun listen. Five so, so stars. So anybody who thinks that, <laughs> Dan pretty much pulls these reviews out of, of his <laughs> ass, man.
0: It's like all along we've been making up these okay. reviews. Daniel to look, HH, and the mercurial Carl Anka take your ears on a weekly opinion-laden podcast that swells with hearty laughs. Ooh. The three personalities are varied enough to command your full attention no matter the discussion. Together, they invoke a chemistry that quickly reels the listener into their inner circle and will have you chuckling along with Daniel's distinct laugh sporadically all the way through. Interesting takes, mainly on Premier League and European football. Do yourself a favor and subscribe. So shout out to Anthony for the five-star review. Somewhere in the UK, probably London. Maybe somewhere else. Who knows? But thanks for the five-star review. Uh, What else? We're on Patreon. All these links are in the description of the podcast, by the way. We're on Patreon. We do Talking Tactics Extra every week. You know, we we talk about race. We talk about sex. We talk about... What what, what don't we talk about? Aliens? Egyptians? Just, again, all the links are in the description. So check those out. Wow. Okay. Let's get into this week's podcast. Sorry, can I just say one
1: quick, quick, quick thing? I just find it really annoying how we were the first to do podcasts... And now everyone and their grandmom has a podcast. Back in 2016, we were one of the few podcasts. And I just find it really sad that now everyone is now jumping on the flipping bandwagon. I just wanted to say we were the originators. That's all I want to say. Thank you.
0: I don't know if we were the originators. Yeah, we were. We were. You know, well, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm making up that story.
0: Do you do you remember when we made the logo and we had like established 2016 and you laughed at me? He was like, <laughs> yo, it's 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 in 2016. What do you mean we can be EST 2016? Now it's 2020. And it actually looks like yeah. no, no, come on. At the but I say wait. What are
1: we doing? Est dot twenty sixteen I
0: was like, get that, get that bloody logo, Your boy has a longer vision, bro. Because imagine when it's twenty twenty six and we've been doing this and we get like a million views or something. I'm just playing. But anyway, let's get into this week's episode. Biggest match of the week: Manchester United played Liverpool. Manchester United were the only team to take points off Liverpool this season so far, so people are like, hey, yo, maybe something could happen. Nope. No. Uh, <laughs> not quite a standard 2-0 win. I think 2-0 is probably a little bit of a lie in the sense that you know Salah scores with virtually the last kick of the game. The one goal that Liverpool scored was from a set piece. Manchester United had at least two really good chances, one from Pereira, who I guess we could talk about later, one from Martial, uh, which could have been a bit better, so... What were your impressions on the game? Did you think United played well?
1: I mean, no, no. For me, I thought United had because let's get tactical. Since this is talking tactics, for me, I always say that a manager does his job when his team is creating chances and they're to an extent stopping the opposition from creating their chances. Now, Liverpool got got that ass at large periods in the game. GTA. Yeah, GC. <laughs> but I thought that you know, like for me, Fred I thought was amazing. Fred Flintstone was easily United's best player, both defensively in midfield and also carrying the ball from midfield as well. Um, and no Rashford, no McTominay. I thought United did a pretty good job in having a game plan as best as they could against Liverpool. You always going to get, you will get beat up. There will always be a period in the game where Liverpool at Anfield will beat you up. You just have to just grind your luck. And look, what's it called? They, basically, you have to look at those moments. Pereira and Martial, those are key, key moments. Of course, Liverpool will say the Wijnaldum thing, which was obviously chopped off from VAR, the Femino thing, which was obviously a foul on De Gea to be to Beto begin with, and so many, and like twice that man should have really, really, really scored. But at the end of the day, when I look at the the chances that United had, those were incredible, amazing chances. So I just thought, you know... um, United did the best they could, and there is, there's there's, there's nothing I can say against Solskjaer. Solskjaer, for me, game plan, best that he, he could. Martial and Pereira, you, you messed up. You have to take those chances, especially when you're at Anfield. There is no excuse for you not to take those chances. Pereira, I get it. We will talk about him. The guy is a Class A-brick, useless piece of crap player, and a poor excuse for a professional football player, and he should revoke his Brazilian citizenship. Martial, I expect better of you. Explain point of view for me. My thing with the Marshall thing is at least get it on target. If let's say Alisson saves it or it goes wide, cool to blaze it over the bar from inside the 18 yard box is crazy because people say, Oh no, it's unlocking everything. No, 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 you've got to hit the targets from there. If you hit the targets and makes cool, we can deal with that. Missing the targets from that place, that's that's just messed up. But just a, but from Liverpool's point of view. Daniel, man, I don't like these guys. Might actually do something, man. I think we have to just really think about these guys may actually do this unbeaten thing because I think even when Van Dijk scored, United were actually doing pretty well. So you have a team where they can score in rhythm, they can score out of rhythm. Everyone can get it. The defender can score. The midfielder can score. The striker can score. The winger can score. The toilet cleaner can score. The guy who lays the bricks can score. Everyone can can score. So I just think that you know, and this, it's a psychological thing. Once you're in this mind space of ah, actually, I don't really, I don't really want to lose. So it's now shifted from let's win the title to mm, thirty-seven one and oh. <laughs> like I think that I think Liverpool are now like. Let's try and go for 37-1-0.
0: I think I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. It's getting to the point where a draw against Liverpool feels like a win. And that's kind of dangerous because teams aren't trying to beat Liverpool. They're trying not to lose. And if you go into a game with that mentality, the chances that a team like that just goes ahead and beats you is incredibly higher. If you go to the Champions League, for instance, which is the only time Liverpool's lost this season. Maybe Napoli didn't have that mentality of we're going to go in here and we're just going to try to get a point. Now, um, by the way, I've seen that Gattuso could be could resign in a couple of days and Napoli are already begging Carlo to come back. But that's just an aside. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. What the hell? <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, it's one of those things where I think that teams are afraid of Liverpool, especially in the English Premier League, just because of the way that they're hyped up. And in so doing... You kind of kill any potential that you have to beat them because you already go in with a defeated mentality. Like yo, if we can get a point here, that's that's a victory to us. Like I say, I think it's dangerous because it means Liverpool can actually go unbeaten. They have one really tough match left. I know you can say you know they have a few away, they have a couple more away grounds yeah, to go to.
1: Yeah, Wolves on Thursday, Man but really City. it's
0: it's Man City. That's the game. If they can get yeah. a draw with Man City. I can see them running the table.
1: uh, But also, you look at that Man City game. See, see, I believe they will lose. And if I was to pick a game, like, let's look what happens at this World's game, which is away from home. I think that for Man City, are you really not going to beat these guys at at the crib? Because I believe that Man City will go all out to beat them. See, Liverpool wants to really go unbeaten. I think in their minds, obviously, you know, they, they obviously, no, look, you never know. What, no one half. But I think in the back of their minds, you know, that we've we've pretty much won this. Let's go unbeaten. And Man City know that. All right, these guys, they want that. So City, you know what? Just as a nice little, just little jab, we were the team that stopped you. And fine, take it. But you didn't go unbeaten. And as the rivals, we stopped you doing it. Because trust me, because you could just tell it's it's something in the dressing room of the Liverpool guys of like. Now nah, let's put a full stop on what we're doing this season. Let's just do something crazy. So, and you see, and that, see, for me, that is an even better psychology to have to really ensure that you're going to get that Premier League title is that we want to go unbeaten. Mm. We want to go and
0: we, we, we're, we're, we're not losing. We want to go unbeaten. Let's break the win record as well. Liverpool have already gone 38 games unbeaten, but they just haven't done it over the course of a whole season. They've done it oh. over the course of last season. So their last loss was against Manchester City um, last year. But since then, they haven't lost a Premier League game. So that's, I think, somewhere around forty games unbeaten. Correct me if i wrong. If they,
1: if Manchester don't beat them, I think that will be fifty.
0: Right. Ar- Arsenal have the record, but nobody's gotten to fifty for sure. So, so my my thing is maybe they're already thinking we've already done thirty eight games, so we know we can do it because it's already been done. So why not just do it over the course of one season?
1: No, no it's not the same.
0: Oh, see, I know it's not the same, but I'm thinking yeah, like... that's yeah. just being a mathematical merchant.
1: Like, it's not the same. <laughs> because, like, your psychology for one season is very different from another season because the way you're like, but, okay, yeah. no, we are now in a season now. So when you sort of... That's, you know, that's for me, like, see, I never really looked at the whole 49 thing for Arsenal. My focus was always, oh, they did this in a season. For me, for them, okay, because it's carried over. So no, no, no. That season, this year, this campaign, beginning and end, they were unbeaten. Yeah. And and this is what I said for Arsenal fans for Wenger. If Liverpool go unbeaten, Wenger is not fully ir- ir- irrelevant. All Wenger is hanging on to is that unbeaten thing, which is an amazing start. No, look, you can move your eyes up and down and everything, Daniel. I'm, I'm being real. If they go unbeating. Wenger, what do you do? Like, what's his, his relevancy?
0: Wenger revolutionized English football. As the greatest football analyst on the planet, I feel like you should know this. <laughs> what that dieting let Lemmik-
1: me yeah. let me guess diet food.
0: First, first he stopped them. You know how people were like do- going on these mad drinking nights right before, like if, if you listen to any footballer from the 80s and early 90s talk about what they were doing after a football match. It's just like oh, we went out and we were drinking like nine, ten pints a night, and then we ran out our alcohol doing exercise and things like that, and then we got ready for Saturday and Sunday, and then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we were back binging essentially. Do you remember the Maradona documentary from the eighties where like these guys were in Mexico yeah. or wherever and they were Co- eating pork cocaine, drugs, and pig, and food, everything? Yeah, I don't. I, now I don't know if footballs were doing cocaine like Maradona, but just like the diets that they had, where they were eating like pork and just very fatty foods, and it wasn't really healthy. This is why Claudio Ranieri, um, when Lester were doing their thing in 2015-16, he was like, if you guys win, you guys get pizza. Or like when Antonio Conte came in to Chelsea, he banned pizza. This is the legacy of Wenger, where he wanted pizza. to bring fitness. So yeah, it, it was diets and things like that. Like that was revolutionary to English football, despite the fact that he himself smoked cigarettes. Um wait, 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 wait. Wenger. Yeah, you know, hey. there's pictures of him like in Monaco and Japan smoking on the bench and whatnot. Um, also the, the idea that he went, he was scouting. So if you think of, you know, Henri, Vieira, Petit, Perez, like he was one of the first to go, let's go to France and see what France is saying in that way. So I feel like they gave him the gold trophy. I think when he left Arsenal, as everybody knows, they got a golden trophy for going unbeaten. Um, that's at Wenger's crib. Like that's his thing, but that's not the only thing. Like it doesn't make him irrelevant. So I feel like you're going a little bit too far there.
1: Okay, no, but, no, it doesn't, spot, so you know, it's like slightly, slightly, just slightly. Okay, let me ask you this then: Do you okay. think Liverpool will go unbeaten? What's your What's your gut feeling? What What, what I believe
0: now more than ever that they have a legitimate chance. I th- I feel like I've always said, yeah, they can, but I don't think they will. That's kind of like my cop out whenever somebody, when whenever someone asks me a yeah, Will they? I was like, yeah, they can, but they probably won't. Um, But I feel more confident now than I ever have before that, yo, like this is a legitimate possibility. If you ask me, like, Daniel, put your bank account on the line, will they go unbeaten? I'd probably still say no. Anything can happen. A red card in the first minute. Have they ever been behind, like for a serious portion of the game other than the Manchester United game? Because I think, was it Lalana who scored the equalizer in somewhere, somewhere in the 80s? Yeah. Um, other than that game, I don't know if they've been down for a long period of time. So I would like to see how they respond to going 1-0 down or 2-0 down. Can they get the 2-2? And in your view,
1: Premier League, like, is it, should it still be res- respected? Should it be in- inducted? Because let's, let's be real, because I mean, people say I'm um, being a bit too extreme and stuff. It is, it is really embarrassing because, OK, fair enough. Juve, they're going to do nine in a row. Bionic already did about five, six, seven, eight in a row, P. H. and everything. I think 100 is this a fact. It's the best start to a season in any of the major European leagues ever in, in history. Mm. Um, and we just look at the fact that we're in mid-January and this team has drawn one and won the rest. That is crazy. That is crazy. Because that's why, as you said, the only team that has beaten them is Napoli because European teams... Are different and as we sort of just dis- discussed in the hangout, Liverpool would take would have taken an L by now playing in La Liga because of how La Liga teams play and how they attack and especially the the technicality of the players who are able to now beat the press you don't get those same technicalities in the Premier League. Klopp with this Liverpool side has exposed I just think a deficiency with regards to the footballing qualities of the Premier League so.
0: In terms of if, if you look at it by title race in terms of Liverpool, relative to the rest of the clubs in the Premier League, you might be able to say it's a disgrace this season. If you talk, is the Premier League a disgrace in relation to La Liga, in relation to the Bundesliga, in relation to League 1, in relation to Serie A? I don't think so. I don't think they are. If you look at the totality of each league compared to another league. So, for instance, you might say the Premier League's trash this season. Cool. But if you look at last season, they had four finalists in the four major finals. Or in the two major finals, rather. So you had Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham against Liverpool. That doesn't even include Manchester City, who were in a semi-final against another English team. And what what were Manchester United up to? Who did they lose to in the Champions League? Well, you mean last season? Yeah, because they beat PSG in the round of sixteen, Barcelona. and then who did they? Barcelona. Barcelona in the quarterfinal. Okay. So yeah, they got knocked out by Barcelona. So like, if you just look at the standard of the league compared to other leagues in Europe, the Premier League isn't a disgrace. If you look at the Premier League within itself, though, there's an argument to be said. This season, it's a disgrace. It's not even an argument; it is a disgrace. Yeah. Because yeah, how can it. you have one team in the 60s and nobody's even reached 50s yet? <laughs> so, <laughs> like,
1: basically, when you look at the Premier League, basically, it's like because I, I even put out the, the the word like, has anybody ever done this on Football Manager? And apparently, someone said he claimed and actually once receipts said that he did. Um, 37, 1 and 0. I was like City were in the
0: quarters, not the semis. Because Tottenham played Ajax in the semifinal, didn't they? Yeah. Sorry, guys. You know. Uh what what's next? What do we talk Chelsea lost. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Cause you've been avoiding it on all your other stuff. What's the problem in your mind with Chelsea?
1: First of all, like Lampard has to chill with, with mounts, man. That's the first <laughs>
0: thing. You have to
1: chill chill with Mounts.
0: Like, Get like, this dude out of here, bro. Like
1: just just chill. And and I hate managers that do this they're like they know that people say nah man get him my But this is a thing that managers managers need to stop doing i want to be loyal to you and when you come good i'll be like man drink all the hard times where people say that you should be removed i'm around you i stuck behind you i was loyal to you and you came good tick for me being the loyal manager yeah sometimes that works doesn't work all the time, and I don't think it's gonna work with him. He's a messy man who is very talented, he's just not ready. And I know it's I know it's simple, it's easy. You have to you have to take your chances, you have to be cl- clinical because this is like football a, a footballing psychology. You see it so many times, especially with, with Chelsea, like first 20 25 minutes, Chelsea are playing well, they're attacking, chance. Oh, we missed chance, we and then because they now missed those three missed chances, they're like, man, we're playing well. No that is when you get worried. Because what happens is you you run off and you lose the momentum, the, the momentum swings to the other team. Mm-hmm. And then what happens with the Chelsea is that they just then lose their way. And by the time this gets to the 80, 80, 50 minutes, laps in concentration, that's what happened against Bournemouth, what happened against um, West Ham, and now Newcastle were like, all because you have these chances doesn't mean you're playing well and you should be happy. If you've missed these chances, That's a problem. And the issue with Lampard is that you're not getting on the backs of players of like, put the ball in the net. (laughs) Because once you now go a goal up, you're good. If it's zero zero, man, we had five, six, seven chances. Who gives a damn? It's zero zero. The team you're playing against, they're still in the game because all that matters is the result. You don't win if you play well. (laughs) You win if you score more goals than the...
0: Opponents. So this is this this is why in the past we've always had the discussion. Like when people say such and such club is playing well, I always say, doesn't playing well? Doesn't the definition of playing well have to include a win? That's that that for for me that seems fundamental
1: to play Devils Advocate because I. I agree with you, but to play devil's advocate,
0: I know what people say. No, 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 I know no, what people mean people by, people by are like, like. Wait a minute. Like passing on the floor and tiki-tack, yeah, and it looks floor, sexy. Chances created. Hit want, the bar. Like... Came close. keep us
1: forcing last ditch tackles. Oh, we are playing well. And yeah, you're right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you shouldn't champion that because by championing that, you're giving the players a false truth. That will end up in them losing the game. Because in their minds, because watch, because the worst thing you do for a manager is you got six, seven, eight shots on targets. The opposition had one shot on targets, they won the game. Ah, man, we deserve to win. What do you mean by you deserve to win? You lost, you deserve to lose. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because you, because they,
1: they, they put the ball in the net more times than you. So you can't say, oh, we played well. We deserve to win. What do you mean by you deserve to win? What
0: the hell does that mean? Do you know what it's like? It's like a pretty girl that has a horrible personality. So like so, somebody would be attracted to the woman because she has her visage, but she has a crappy personality. You might want to take less off your expectation of beauty. That way you can find somebody that you actually vibe with. And I feel like that's how people treat football. Like if it looks good, that's all that matters. But no, you have to have a relationship with this person. You actually have to like want to be around them and it has to be uh, fruitful in a sense. It can't just mm. be the looks because looks get tired after a while. Like there has to be something more meaningful in that relationship, as it were. And I hate using relationships as an analogy to sports, but that's kind of just where my brain went. Like Chelsea right now, even some people might argue this, but they're a pretty girl, but they, you don't want to be in a relationship with them because there's no end result. There's nothing. There's nothing to keep mm. you there other than just looks. And it's all
1: surface. Superficial. It's, yeah. It's all right. surface. It's all surface.
0: Yeah. Have you seen that um, people are calling for Conte's head? Why? Be- okay. <laughs> they claim that Chelsea's win percentage, as if he's a manager, but Chelsea's win percentage with Ngolo Conte on the pitch is in the 30s. When he's not playing, Chelsea's win percentage is at somewhere in the 70s. So they've correlated that because N'Golo Kante is playing, Chelsea are losing. When Kante is out of the team, Chelsea play better, which is false because this stat that I've seen, oh, Chelsea have won 72% of their games with N'Golo Kante out. I'm like, okay, that stat might be real. But when you go deeper and you look into the statistics, you know who they were playing when Kante was injured? Norwich, Sheffield, Watford, Burnley twice, Newcastle, I believe, uh, in the previous
1: games. Yeah, and... Kante wasn't it against Liverpool against K- Man United? Against
0: K- exactly Kante played against Leicester where they drew uh United where they lost 4-0 to start the season, Liverpool, um, Manchester City. People are stupid, man. And he scored against Liverpool and Man City, but that's neither here nor there. People the point is, stupid. like, if you're you're using that stat, you're trying to convince me, like, I don't have Google, that those games are the same, like there's an the equal level of difficulty between playing Norwich. And be, between playing Liverpool, like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, that you can just say anything and I won't research it at least. No, so no, no. That's the thing. It's like people
1: think, like, yeah, they'll just accept it. When it's like, maybe I'll do some research. <laughs> and realize that what you're saying is complete brickery.
0: Like, look, I'm not saying, like, so, even someone there has said the Conte hasn't been that good. I'm not saying he's been that good. But what I'm saying is Conte isn't the reason Chelsea's mm, yeah. losing. And if N'Golo Kante is a problem, then he's not the problem. Because how can the best player on your team be a problem? Only if the tactics and the managers surrounding it make it that way, especially with a player like Kante. If you're someone like Eden Hazard and you're just not performing because you don't feel like it, you're out of shape, you can't dribble mm-hmm. anybody because you don't have a burst of pace, that's your problem. And N'Golo Kante, that's not his problem necessarily. Maybe you could argue fitness in a way. But I think he's back to full fitness now. So the problem here is Lampard isn't utilizing the midfield at his best. Somebody said this here, which I will put up. Kovacic benched like three games in a row from Mount is wild. The only world-class element, and I'll leave it here. The only world class element in the Chelsea squad is those three midfielders. Jorginho at the base is a regista, Conte as a box to box, Kova as a box to box. You put those in and they have something about them. Mason Mount is meant to be, oh, Chelsea don't have enough goals from their forward, so you need to play Mount in order to score goals. Dude has one goal in, 15, in his last 15 games. If you have one goal in your last 15 games, <laughs> how can anybody justify that, like, yo, we're, we're playing you to be offensive? At least I know when you play Kovacic and Conte, Kovacic is somebody that you can't press him. Kante is somebody that I know can go from box to box and do a job that needs to be done. There's really no excuse not to play them because they are the the closest three players to world class that Chelsea have. And even you would argue, I'd argue Kante is Kovacic and Jorginho. No, no, no. no. no, no but, but just borderline. But
1: the key thing is like, is the combination of the three. The combination of the three is very effective. But also, like, just again, last thing is before we, we move on to the stuff, Yeah, you have to be consistent within your team. You can't be like, oh, 4 3 3. Three at the back, five at the back, four, four, two, four, two. It's like the team has to have an ethos that they can fall back to. And my thing about it is that Mount is talented. He's a talented kid. He's just not ready. Mm -hmm. Tammy Abraham, we've seen, is ready. Even if Tammy Abraham, obviously, but we've seen Tammy Abraham, oh, this guy has actually taken to the Premier League pretty well. But for Mason Mount, he's just not ready. And I think what works is the 4 3 3. That works. Because if you keep on changing, if let's say I'm a, a a player, oh one day I've got Kansei and coverage next to me. Oh, now I have Jorginho and Mount next to me. If the players around you keep on changing from game to game, you lose that familiarity, which will be problematic for you. So
0: <laughs> I said it was last day, but you just reminded me of something. How can you keep changing your defensive partnerships, bro? It's like Zuma's out. Zuma's in three games, out two games. Rudiger's in five games, out one game. Christensen's playing three games, one (laughs) game. Tomori played half the season. Now he's like invisible. If you're going to do anything, at least create a base. You know you have at least five guys. Goalkeeper in the back four that you know are going to play. Injuries might come into play here or there. But at least have those core guys. He doesn't do that. it's
1: It's, 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 It's crazy. He's
0: closer to Emery than I like to admit.
1: I was about to mention him. I was about to say that this is pretty much why Arsenal fans hated Emery. That's You're just changing it. Just that Emery was to the extreme because it was tactics and everything. But for Lampard, yeah, the, the tactics are pretty much similar, but the personal change is way too much. It's, Put it's, it this it's way. Much.
0: If if Emery was doing the exact same thing and he was Thierry Henry, he'd still be in the Arsenal job. <laughs> Arsenal had no loyalty to Emery, so it's just like, okay, we'll get rid of you, and we'll bring in Arteta. No, but but if Emery team, was no, no, doing no, no, the no. same thing at Chelsea, I think fans would want him out sooner but rather than it, it, later. It depends,
1: though. Lampard is doing this, spots; they're fourth now. If they were tenth, it's a different. For how much
0: longer are they going to be fourth? Double H. Well, do you do you have confidence they can get top four to the end of the season, or do you think you oh, know? no 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 no?
1: Them? No, I don't have high confidence because that's totally it's. Weird, because look, if Chelsea had just won, which they should have. Remember, Tottenham drew, United lost. Um, if so, if they had just flipping one, they would have already created a nice little gap. So it's like, bruh.
0: So, okay, I think Manchester City drew as well. They drew with Crystal Palace. Palace, yeah. Arsenal drew. Sheffield basically, yeah, everybody dropped points. Yeah. Except yeah. Liverpool. Not not surprisingly. Um, I think
1: Wolves won, I think, 3-2.
0: Yeah, they, they came back on Southampton.
1: Yeah, so basically um, they're on level points with United, yeah.
0: Um, so where do you wanna go next? That's that's kind of the Premier League stuff.
1: Um, Cavani. Okay. First off, do you think Tukel should have so if you were Tukel, would you fight more to keep Cavani or are you like, hey, we've got a boom, Mbappé can start in as a striker, Cavani thanks, but that. deuces.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. A Cardi's scoring at a really good clip right now, so it's not like Cavani is gonna start anytime soon. Um I think he's going to turn 33 or 34 33. in the next few weeks 33. And I think PSG have an option to get Accardi so it's not like Cavani's going to be usurping a striker anytime soon. And as you say the big deal if in the case that Accardi goes down you have Mbappé who I think would most times would rather play striker than play on the wing. So
1: what's he's better on the wing though?
0: A lot of players are better on the wing but they want to play centrally. So It is what it is. But yeah, if if you're Cavani, it's like, I need to go a place where I can play because my time is limited in terms of, I have maybe two, three years left uh, at the top. So let me go to a place where I can play. For me, the place that makes the most sense, Atletico was rumored for a while, but I don't know if that's going to happen now. So if it's not Atletico, because they they do need a striker, Mm. um, Spurs, Spurs is perfect because Kane, I think is out for the next three or four weeks, three or four months rather. Yeah. So and he's in doubt for the Euros. For the Euros, um, yeah. They need a striker because who's their backup? Suns, I think was Sun playing at. Yeah, they don't have a striker because I think
1: in the in the last game, I think Mora was a false nine, so they don't actually have a, a, a striker.
0: They could recall and, Jansen? <laughs> oh no! Or, or, or did they sell Jansen? I'm not sure.
1: Bro, come on! Don't not say that name. No,
0: come on, man. Come on, bro. Um, they sold yeah. Lorente. Um, yeah. So unless they have somebody from the academy, there's nobody there. So Acardi makes the Acardi, Cavani makes the most sense.
1: That's a guy that everyone should really take a long look at because.
0: How many teams would you say?
1: Barcelona should look at Cavani strongly. <laughs> and people may laugh and everything, but my thing is that so the the cannibal is out for what two months or something? Three months. Um, okay, he's out for three months. You don't have any other striker. Griezmann has shown that he is a side chick. Messi can't do everything. That's too much. And it is a requirement of too much for Messi to, to do every single thing. So it is crazy if going to thing that they can survive from now onto the end of the season without a recognized striker. So I think 100% they should try and go for it. I think Real Madrid should also be like, you know, because jo- Jovic is trash. I'm sorry, Luka, Jovic is trash. You've got Benzema, but maybe as an alternative, Luka, at think just that, like, see, if you're Cavani, you wouldn't take Real Madrid because I'm not, because I need to be guaranteed first-in football. So if I'm Cavani, I will listen to Barcelona because I know I'm guaranteed. I will listen to Tottenham. I will listen to Atletico, but I have to have it in writing because, see, Atletico, see, Costa, I heard, is back in training. So they say he, he might make, like, the Liverpool game. Morata is crap. If you're saying which team fits Cavani the most, it's Atletico Madrid. That is the system that fits him the most. But if you're Uncle Mo, go to Daniel Levy and say, reach into your flipping checkbook and cut a damn check right now. Because his contract, I think, runs out this summer. Because I believe Atletico had like a 10 or 8 million thingy rejected. So you can get him for a good price. I mean, basically, everybody is going to offer him. So, basically, Cavani will be look, just cherry-pick who you want to play for because the, the money ain't going to be a thing. Tottenham, they should go all out for getting him. Because, see, my thing is this, is that whoever Cavani goes to will have major implications in the Champions League. Cavani goes to Atletico. I still say Liverpool win. It's a far more interesting game. Mm. As of right now, Liverpool will wash Atletico easily. If Cavani is there, it's interesting. But Liverpool still win. If Cavani joins Tot- Tottenham, now we have a game. As of right now, Leipzig will wash them easily. But if Cavani joins Tottenham, we have a game. So this will have major implications for the Champions League.
0: Not to go back to them, but I have seen if Inter can reach a deal to sell one of the strikers they have, they're going to go for Giroud. And if Giroud goes, then Cavani is an option for Chelsea. I don't like it because Chelsea don't create enough chances as it is. And Cavani, as as good as Cavani is he does miss a lot of chances the, the 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 thing is his movement is just so elite that he he can generate especially in a team like PSG you can generate so many chances that you might be able to miss two or three in a game you still might score two goals because you've created six for him chelsea aren't score aren't creating six chances a game for their striker they might get two at best
1: and and also i don't think he he fits the Chelsea setup. I don't think he
0: really fits the, the flow. But, you know, my Twitter timeline is a bit biased, I would say. Or <laughs> just, well, like, it, it, I... it leaves Chelsea, so, like, I see a lot of nonsense on my timeline about that club. You wanted to talk about Spain. What was on your mind? Ah, Casemiro. What did you yeah. want to talk about Casemiro, dog?
1: Bro, this dude is damn good. <laughs> like, he scored both you, goals.
0: Just now? Just now you understood it? Like, just now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I seen... Like, he's like, no, before I thought he was good, but now I'm like, no, wait, wait wait a minute. I think he's actually really good, you know, because there's been always this debate of Casemiro and Fabinho, who is better and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not joining you you in this.
0: I'm not joining you in this. (laughs) Join me.
1: Join me. No,
0: I refuse. Why? Every time there's one player. Both lights, two light skin, two dark skin. It's just just like, yo, like Mbappe versus Dembele. Why? Because they black and French. Rashford versus Tammy Abraham, why because they black in English, Fabinho versus Casemiro, why because they kind of look the same hue and they're from Brazil. It's like, can we get no better comparisons than just like two kind of dudes that sort of look alike? I, I, I know Messi Ronaldo's tired, but at least it's creative, like you have to use your brain in that sense in order to come up with okay, a then distinction. Elling-
1: okay, Elling versus say then light skin, that's it.
0: They don't play the same position. <laughs> ah, it's just like, bruh. You know what's interesting? Who does Gareth Bale get compared to? Messi has Ronaldo. Neymar has Hazard. That's a good one. I like that one. Who does Bale have? If Robin was around, that would be a good comparison.
1: If Robin was around. but Bale like, no, doesn't like... have
0: anybody because there's nobody white and left-footed that does <laughs> the things that he does. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Think about it. But anyway, if you want to do Casemiro... What you know what I found interesting? In 134 14... <laughs> No, 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 because like about you just think about oh yeah, like the comparisons are always like quite similar. This 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 is my go. Why do you think Kante is always compared with Makalele? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because because my thing, yeah, let's compare Bale and Salah, which is I think is a fair comparison because they both play the same position, wide right. I never hear Salah
0: versus Bale, like that's never a thing. But Okay, I'm, I'm
1: changing the, the narrative on, on on Twitter, man. That's it.
0: But ne- but nevertheless, I was looking at um Casemiro's like kind of stats and whatnot. And I saw 13-14, he played for Real Madrid. They won the Champions League. He got loaned to Porto the next year. Barcelona won that one in 14-15. He comes back. They win three in a row. And I saw someone, I don't know if this was on Twitter or if I heard somebody say this, but they were like, and this was like time ago, but they were like, do you think if... Real Madrid keep Casemiro in 1415, Real Madrid could have won the Champions League. No. <laughs> because it was like it was almost saying like Casemiro was the glue or the key to Real Madrid's midfield that would have helped them win five Champions Leagues in a row. I was like, five in a row? Could you imagine if they won no, five in a, a row?
1: My thing about it is that if Barcelona did not buy Cannibal Suarez, you have an argument. Mm, I just, just think that that front like it was it was just too much. Like, yeah, yeah, because I believe that done. the most one sided treble in history that? was the Barcelona treble in 2014. Best player
0: from Brazil, best player from Argentina, best player from Uruguay, and then you have that midfield that was the yeah, goal like, of all time, Danny Alves. Like,
1: no, no, no. But, but remember, they, they they didn't even need an midfield. The tactic was get the ball to the front three. That was it. <laughs>
0: That was a tactic. It's a cheat so. code. It was a cheat code. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I I, have seen Real Madrid kind of loyalists in that way, talking about if we didn't loan Casemiro to Porto, we could have won five in a row. Nah, it's like nah, nah, no, 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 <laughs> no. But but no, I I, th- I, read somewhere that he grew up as a striker. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mentioned that. Like, wow. Yeah, so... Makes sense I because the guy... Shooting is extremely good. <laughs> he does he does like bicycle kicks, and he has an an, an array of finishing. So, yeah, even his goals on the weekend were really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's an interesting thing. Whenever people like let's compare him to Fabinho, I'm just like, why? <laughs> Casemiro is like a quintessential defensive midfielder in my mind. Like he has other attributes, but I feel like you could play F- Fabinho. I think he he's played. Full back for Monaco, center back, DM, central midfield. Like he, he's no. played in an array of positions. Has
1: Casemiro ever played? No, no. But, but I think people's point is that the positions they play now, they're holding now for a prolonged period of time is the DM role or mm-hmm. DLP, deep line playmaker role. So because they play similar roles, all right, let's compare them and they're both Brazilian. So
0: that's the that's the deal. But if you want the answer, it's it's Casemiro. Yo, let's let's go to Germany, man. Erling Haaland's hat-trick on his <laughs> debut. A hat-trick in, was it 19 or 29 minutes? One of the two? Um, yeah, man. Now, one of those goals was a tap-in. The other two? He showed me something. But I told you. Well, I don't know if I told you he was going to score a hat-trick on his debut. I didn't say that. But what I did say was strikers that go to Dortmund score goals. The only one that we have was Immobile. That was the only one we could come up with. That Who's was a now fly. doing
1: crazy things now for Lazio?
0: God knows how. But... If we talk about Lewandowski, Aubameyang, Michy, Paco, they all got goals. So Haaland, g up, as you might say. A hat trick is kind of surprising, but that he's scoring goals, no. It's, it's not a surprise for me because that's what Dortmund do with strikers. They don't miss except once. And Immobile is kind of the exception that proves the rule. We might have a question about this that so we could sneak in here. Alright, this question is from AJ Cool 16. Does Have Hope regret judging Haaland after only watching him for 12 minutes?
1: Can I answer that? It's to you. Um, the answer is I do not regret it because well done, congrats, but at the end of the freaking day, it's Augsburg. <laughs> It's a great, great performance. Great performance.
0: This is uh, a classic HH trick, bro. Whenever everything is gone against him, just critique the opposition. <laughs> I'm not critiquing the opposition. I'm just I'm saying I'm like... Classic HH. Uh, it uh, was uh, against Al- like this outstanding it's, team. It's against Watford. Until he does it in the Champions League, then talk to me. If he's done it in the Champions League, wait till he does it in the World Cup. And if he's done it in the Champions League and the World Cup, then HH kind of backs off and says, okay, I was wrong. But you have to jump (laughs) through all of these hoops in order to get to like HH acceptance, which is funny. But go ahead. All
1: right. I'm not taking anything away from what the kid did. That is an amazing thing to do on your debut. Mm. A hat trick is a hat trick is a hat trick. And it's amazing. And if I went out and said, look, that's playing amazing, you know? And I will not be placing, playing closer I22 to this kid. And I tripled their PSG to get knocked out of the World Cup by my a 19-year-old Norwegian called Haaland. I, I I, tripled there then. But yeah. my thing about it is that we need a longer um, period of time for him to Really show what he's worth. I'm not going to now say, "Oh, um, I apologize. She's the best striker in the world." I'm oh like, man, shut the hell up, man. Now nah. you can say that stuff because I'm not. I'm not a flipping reactionary Twitter mental. Twitter like, oh my gosh, Eligala, blah blah blah. All these clickbait pieces of crap, losers, man. Who all they want to do just get trapped into their sites. No, do the work. and your stripes. Okay, I'm not flipping, reactionary, or jumping off anything. Do do the walk. Do the groundwork and show yourself. Was this guy doing what Mbappé was doing as a 17, 18-year-old where he was scoring in multiple, multiple knockout stage games, man? So don't you dare even put this guy in the same stratosphere as, as Mbappé or the Ous. Don't do it. Can I, can I, can I be, be candid with you?
0: Okay. Keep in mind people are listening, but okay.
1: No, no, no! Look, it's 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 nothing sexual or explicit. Um, (laughs) Like Daniel, like I should really can't wait for February 18. I can't wait until this Champions League thing starts because club football is cool and everything. But I mean, look, it is like yeah, it is what it is, man. I mean, La La Liga is interesting. Bayern are winning the Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. Um, PSG are winning the league. Um, Juventus are winning. Um, Syria, Liverpool, Liverpool are winning. Um. So, the closest thing is done. Champions League, shh, don't tell anybody. It was always about the Champions League. That's, it was always about the CL. So, I just can't wait. So, my thing is that let's just get rid of all this crap. And let's just fast forward this to, to, to the flipping Champions League, man. That's, that's, my, that's my thing.
0: So you know, the, the thing about the Champions League is like, the leagues already have kind of entrenched expectations. Liverpool are your expectation. Or Man City, whichever way. Real Madrid, Barcelona, that's your expectation in Spain. Italy, Juventus, Germany, Bayern, France, PSG. So, like, you almost have this idea of, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we know what's going to happen. So, let's hope it's good along the way. But even if it isn't, or if it is, like, we know what's going to happen. The Champions League, we have no idea what's going to happen because anything can happen. So, that's like one of the saving graces of the football season. You're going to have good teams against other good teams. And whatever happens is going to be a surprise. Because who knows who's going to win? Mm. That's why I think you're like, yo, I can't wait for the Champions League knockout stages. Because that's the one thing where you, you might have an idea of what's going to happen, but you can't know. In and, and league uh the Bundesliga, we know. Like, no, no, no. in England now, we know. Because,
1: because because now it's like, it is a 99% chance that Liverpool are going to win in the Premier League. It's 99%. It's a 101% sure.
0: chance that they're going to win. Yeah.
1: Like, for Juventus, it's a 95%, 96% chance that they're going to win the game. Man City, Real Madrid can go either way. That game can go either way. Dortmund, PSG. Yeah, PSG should should win. It's PSG. You just never know. You just never know. And Champions but once you now get to the quarterfinals, now anybody can get it. Anybody can, can, can get it. So it is just a lot more interesting to watch because club football right now, and I've been saying this for years, I've been saying this for years, it is becoming more and more and more obvious because remember, people will say, OK, Premier League is the only one that is competitive, you know, because everything else is like blah. If Klopp keeps this team and he remains for Liverpool or Pep remains for Man City, nobody in the Premier League is touching Man City or Liverpool. No one is is touching them. People say, oh, look at how many league titles that Fergie won with United, which is true. But it was still competitive. Nobody is touching Man City or Liverpool as long as they remain here in the Premier League.
0: Because their projects are already so far ahead. It's like trying to catch up a relay race, but the other person had like a hundred meter head start on you. Like, no, even if you have Usain Bolt or whatever, like you can't catch up five seconds. Um, this is an interesting question that I saw that kind of relates to what you just said. What should be the next club for Klopp after Liverpool from Pratit Gupta? So where should Klopp go?
1: i say Germany. But where? No, no, no. Yeah. Germany, national oh, team.
0: Oh, national team. Yeah. I
1: think I think he should I mean especially with know, young Germans coming through, he should um because my thing is like now people have said like, okay, wow, look at what's how he's been able to rejuvenate a historic club, Is Milan. But then again, if he goes to Ace Milan, will he get the funds? Will he get the things? But yeah, Ace Milan may be like, Hey man, try and bring us back.
0: Does Klopp need the funds? Now, now maybe you might say AC Milan is an exceptional case to where there's so much work that needs to be done that you need so much money.
1: Because Klopp isn't Pep. He doesn't need huge amounts of money. He just He's good at identifying players and getting the best out of them.
0: Klopp doesn't necessarily need, like, a billion pounds in order to fix a club, I don't think. So maybe he could go to Milan and they could buy him, like... 50 million pound players, and you know that would be enough, so that's interesting. Um, what club from Joseph Lopez is due for a massive implosion a la Milan and United? So, what top club is due to, I guess, become Europa League fodder?
1: That's that's, that's a good question, but um,
0: Arsenal, but no, Arsenal are there already, yeah, and I wouldn't say Arsenal like on the level of a Milan or United.
1: For me, I would say this. But This is this is more long-term. Once Messi leaves Barcelona...
0: Nah, stop it. Be
1: very worried, bro. Because, okay, okay this is my theory. This is my, my theory. When Romario was at Barcelona, he left. Who took over? Rivaldo. When Rivaldo was there, he left. Who took over? Ronaldinho. When Ronald- Ronaldinho was there, who, um, who left? He took over? It was Messi. Now, the idea was... Once Messi leaves, Neymar takes over. Mm-hmm. But Neymar now left, mm-hmm. and unless Neymar now somehow moves back to Barcelona, it just as if Neymar is maybe saying, "I'm may a pledge my allegiance to PSG." Mbappe is not going to head to Real Madrid. Barca don't have a superstar to take over from Messi, so I'm saying that could be Barcelona, bro.
0: They're too big to fail. Do you remember that from like the bank bailout or like? When there was like okay, AIG no, and all those other things, like in like the... the who uh, would have foreseen in 2000... If
1: if I told you in 2007, AC Milan would be in the mid-table and relying on a 38-year-old to remain relevant. Was you have started If I told you that in 07.
0: Was, was Berlusconi their president back then?
1: I, I think so. I think so. I then think
0: somebody so. was saying it. Because there's no way somebody trusted that dude for like, know, the next <laughs> t- 10 years will be okay somebody was saying it it wasn't me i wouldn't have said it but somebody was saying it i guarantee you. no no like, but
1: no, 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 no no one no, no one thought that it would be
0: this it's, it's like having woodward with united there's no way that like it whenever he was appointed somebody wasn't like yo this is gonna end badly because woodward is who he is the same way i could look at chelsea and be like as good as marina Granovskia is business wise she has no business running a football operation sexist well no like i want her in the club to make sure like the money's being spent correctly but you want somebody that has, like, a footballing background to know who to spend the money on. And then they have to go to her for, like, approval of the cash. Like, she's brilliant business-wise. Is she a visionary? Like, is Woodward a visionary? Like, no. But Barcelona, don't they have to run for presidency and, like, people have to, like, oh, yeah, 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 promise yeah, yeah. the shareholders or whomever that we're going to do X, Y, Z? Like, Barcelona can't fail. Like, that's not a thing. When was the last time Barcelona were trash? Like, just uttered garbage. Yeah, perhaps. Not in my lifetime. Thoughts on Victor Moses signing for Inter. Conte getting his old band back together from Silver Spring. Talk to me about Naija. your are <laughs> boy. Who was in Fenerbahce, I believe.
1: Look, bro. Moses, Moses, Moses. He's not relevant anymore, man. He's Moses is not relevant anymore, man.
0: He's relevant now because he's going to Inter. Title challenge. Him, Ashley Young. Two wingbacks on the same side. <laughs> feeding Lukaku with crosses. It's going to happen. It's going to well,
1: work. Quince is a real stream. Imagine guy.
0: Victor Moses goes and he's the difference in knocking out Cristiano from nine Serie A titles in a row. Who cares? Serie A. Who cares? <laughs> no, 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 I mean... no, 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 no. Inter Milan winning Serie A would make it relevant again. Because now you actually have like, yo, someone stopped them from winning a decade straight. <laughs>
1: UV, UV are doing a decade, trust me. From my narrative, they're doing a decade. But for look, Moses, well done. Congrats. Good on you. But you you, you could have been an amazing player for, for the Super Eagles, but you you didn't, man. You know, you didn't realize your full p- p- potential.
0: I'm doing a really good job connecting these questions, by the way. Nobody will notice, but I noticed. How bad was he? How bad was Yakubu really? First under-20 player to score a UCL hat-trick on his debut... Nigeria's third-highest goal scorer, most Premier League hat-tricks for an African, four. first Premier League player to score versus all 20 teams, and Yakubu's miss saved the Nigerian team from facing the Cannibal. So how bad, honestly speaking, if you remove that miss against Korea from your mind, <laughs> and just be honest with me, how bad was Yakubu really? Keep in mind, this is being recorded, so you can't go too crazy with the praise. But how bad was Yakubu, really?
1: He was f***ing crap.
0: No, he wasn't. This guy has all the stats to back it up.
1: Uh, wait, you want me to I'll, I'll answer to you? <laughs> Anybody who does that at a World Cup automatically negates <laughs> <laughs> everything that he <it> does. Daniel, <laughs> the miss is so bad. I never, I never would even like. It's, 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 it gives me (laughs) nightmares. Like, I don't think you understand. You can't, you can't. Oh damn it! You can't do that at a World Cup. Why
0: can't you get them credit? (laughs) Just give him some credit, (laughs) for (laughs) sake. God, man. It was one miss, man. Shit. <laughs> like the so, uh, he has the most Premier League hat tricks from an African, Nigeria's third highest goal scorer. Like man, it's fuck not that, that guy, deep. Man.
1: No, no, no. That <laughs> okay. Like you, 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 you pull crap out crap at the World Cup. Now, nah, fuck you.
0: What's our biggest football-related wish for the rest of twenty twenty? Um. Just that, just that the rest of the Premier League teams have a good summer transfer window. So, like, they can challenge Liverpool going into next season. Other than that, I want a good Euros. What else do I want? A nice Champions League final. That'd be good. Mm. Like PSG Liverpool. I'd love to see that. Ooh, I'll, I'll be um,
1: I'll So, be yeah,
0: honest. I want a good Champions League final, a good Euros, and I need these teams to spend some cash because this is getting out of hand.
1: Yeah, for me, I would like a really good, basic, a really good Euros and a really good Champions League. Why? 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 What was this funny? <laughs> the Yukuba thing, man. damn. The Yukuba thing,
0: man. It's just like, bro, let's give the guys no, 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 so, Okay, you keep those stats for what? It just proves that he's not as bad as you say he is. Like, so when <laughs> no, 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 Daniel, once you do
1: that, it doesn't matter what you've done. What it, what you did is so egregious.
0: It is so messed up. You know when you say how good is like Griezmann really? Yeah, and it, you're mean to yeah, You mean people to think like he's not as good as you think he is. I feel like this guy proved like he's not as bad as you say he is. So it's like the reverse of what you do. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say right now,
1: fuck him. All right, <laughs> for the, all right. Fuck that dude, man.
0: <laughs> Bro, we no. it's, it's 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 not like we have any advertisement. We need to. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's that that why I'm, I'm, I'm saying anything right now. Like like from Jakubu, fuck you
1: for missing an open <laughs> goal, Fuck you you piece of crap. Fuck off. What the heck? Uh, you yeah, have to so
0: did you say which your football-related wishes were? Oh like, yeah, um
1: please, please, a great Champions League and a great Euros. That's all I want. Great Champions League, a great Euros.
0: Um, would Madrid have won even more if we kept Robin and he stayed fit? And could a combo of CR7 and Robin work together, seeing as both are kind of selfish from Sammy, So do you think Robin and Ronaldo could have worked if he stayed at Madrid?
1: No, I I think he had had, had to move. I just think that the Bayern Munich environment and setup was just right for him. I was going to
0: say the same thing. Yeah, because people always like, yo, Chelsea. Like Robin was really good for Chelsea, don't get me wrong. But the Mm. Robin that we saw at Bayern Munich only happens in that environment. Yeah. Like, he has to be at that club at that time with those players. And I think he had to go through the experience of Madrid in order to become the guy who he was at Bayern. Now, they are both incredibly selfish. So I feel like that would have been interesting.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Nobody's more selfish than Robin, man. Which would have pissed
0: off Ronaldo to no degree. Oh, yeah. An nth degree? Something like that.
1: To the nth Nth nth
0: degree. Nth degree. Look at me. Tongue tied, tongue twisted. Um. Okay, got a few more left. Do you guys think Bournemouth could go down?
1: Yes. Mason. Bro, Boris. yeah, no. They are. They, I mean, I think they've lost four of the last five. <laughs> it ain't pretty, bro. It ain't pretty.
0: How, do you think, like, you know, when um Arsenal need a job and everybody's like, "Yo, they should hire Eddie Howe." Do you rate Eddie Howe as a manager, or like he should go for the England job? You
1: no, know, for me, I think they should give him a look. Like, let's see, he has over, over overachieved for Bournemouth now. All because you overachieve for a team doesn't mean that you can make the step up for international management. But for me, I think like you know what? Like, let's see what. From I think Eddie Howe should just move on from Bournemouth and he should be, be, be given like a role in like in, in another team or, or something. You mm. know. But um, I think he's just good though. He's good.
0: Does Martial need to leave United to fulfill his full potential?
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, United are not going anywhere positive and I think Michelle is too good and too talented to be at United. So I think United need a lot of work and I think Marshall needs to move to another place to really he needs to be around quality players. Mm. So
0: apart from patience from black emoji, what do Chelsea need to elevate them back to elite status and far away from a team that comically concedes in extra time? They need money, they need better players, they need a better manager. And more time. And a f- director of football. Everything that you think about in terms of relation to football, right. they need a better one. Yeah. They, they need a better one. They need an upgrade on that. And patience. But he said apart from patience. Why can't Half Hope accept Haland is the real deal? He used the Austrian League as an excuse, but completely ignored that he's the top goal scorer in the CL, scoring versus Liverpool and Napoli. Scored three on it, on his debut, all at 19. Now he's talking about semis. Where's this energy for Usman?
1: Never, I will never, ever open my mouth and say Erling Haaland is anywhere near as talented as the Us. That's never happening. I appreciate Haaland. I appreciate what he does. Haaland is not even anywhere close to to the Us.
0: That's A1, by the way.
1: And Anyway, it was A1. (laughs) And the future of football is the prodigy, the Us, and Leroy Sané. Erling Haaland is not in that conversation. He's a tier but below. Thank you.
0: Does Hap Hope actually believe what he says, or is he just playing a character on the show? If
1: you were to meet me in person, I will tell you that Cristiano is a great goal scorer, average <laughs> football player. I'll say that Messi isn't great because he's been a flop at the, at the World Cup. So, if you were to meet me on on the street, and trust me, I am in the in the streets. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you, you can see me in the streets. Yeah, I'm on the roads. I'm, I'm I'm on the roads. If you meet me in the streets, I'll say, yeah, Like Hazard and Verity are both better football players than Chris Cristiano,
0: 100%. Why is no one giving props to Madrid's defending only 13 goals conceded in La Liga? Can we keep it real? And again, this is coming from a person who is like a Chelsea fan, right? There were a lot of people on my timeline talking Thibaut Courtois, man. They were like, yo, Thibaut Courtois finished. He's a giraffe. But he had a,
1: he a very rough Intro. His first. I know, games were I know,
0: but it was like a weekly update of like all the mistakes that uh Thibaut Courtois made. That's gone a bit quiet, even though he has me blocked on Twitter. Um what? Yeah. I I wrote an article about him and Lukaku and how they should kind of just shut the fuck up and if they want to leave Chelsea, <laughs> let them go. That was kind of the gist. I guess his people saw the article and uh they blocked me on Twitter. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, man, that's how you wrote, man.
0: <laughs> Is Kappa the worst signing in Chelsea history? Yes. What? Worse than Torres? He caught yes. Torres cost fifty million. Keppa was like seventy. He's the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, and he's six foot hey, one. But that was fifty mil back in those days.
1: Which I don't in care. Days, I'm, I, nah, 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 nah. Not, the see, only Kepa player I've
0: ever had an agenda against is Keppa Arizabalaga. That's the only player I have an agenda Kep, against.
1: Name me what Torres did one good thing: scoring that goal at the Camp Nou which was Mm -hmm. the second goal. I wasn't even the winning goal. Kepa at least has had the combination of doing good things and then doing horrible things. Torres was. I think Torres might have actually created the Brick Academy. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I might have have actually created the Brick Academy based off Torres. That's when he was Blondie. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, Blondie. I I think Blondie may have actually created the Brick Academy. I think. This guy is so crap. This guy is so shit. I need to create a shit house just to like <laughs> represent him.
0: So, yeah, man. The shit house became the brick. Academy. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, no, but see, my thing is, I didn't know Torres was gonna be as bad as he was. Okay, I thought when Chelsea bought Torres, I thought that's ah, a little bit risky for that price. But I did think he was gonna be good. As soon as I saw Chelsea linked with Kepa Ariza Balaga, and I went to look at the highlights of this guy, I knew. I knew it was a bad. It's, it's seventy one million. On a goalkeeper that I'm taller than. It was, no. And, and this
1: was Sarri's buy.
0: It was so. it's Sarri, but he was a head coach. So it's the club's buy. Like they scouted no. him and they thought, oh, he's good with his feet. Therefore, we should buy him. I looked at it. I'm like, I'm taller than him. He's 6'1". I'm 6'2". So would you put me in goal? No. Like I my goalkeepers need to be at least 6'3". Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Because, like,
1: whenever I just see him standing and go, like, I just feel like if, like, and this guy's not he really filling up the goal. He can cover
0: all the angles of the goal. It's yeah, just like... yeah. He just looks so small. And then, like, his weak wrists, like, he let, no, like, I don't like that dude, man. And I try to find a, <laughs> you know what annoys me? What? <laughs> when the goal isn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> because there'll be goals like there's nothing keppa could do so i can't really talk about that one so yeah that this was talking tactics again we appreciate you guys for listening always means a lot remember to follow us on twitter at talking tactics if you're on spotify give us a follow if you're on apple Podcasts, subscribe it's free uh we're also on youtube so subscribe to the channel hit the like button and all that stuff but anyway this has been talking Tactics podcast we'll see you guys next week uh sometimes funny sometimes serious always football